So you came on Sunday, heard a good sermon, sure Seemed like you really were learning, but that was days ago And since that time, you've watched a lot of shows Heard a lot of news, read a lot of photo captions Maybe a book or two, you got the information Welcome to the Midweek Checkup. My name is Lindsay Blair and I'm joined by Bobby Gillis. This past Sunday, Pastor Jonah preached from Matthew 27 verses 62 through 28 verse 15. He said, there are no small people in Christ's kingdom and no one has to be afraid because Christ the King is risen and he is with you. This particular passage was so full of emotion. If we can step back from reading the text informationally and tap into our imaginations, we see intense grief as the two women mourn, and that grief quickly moves to fear and possibly terror as they experience an earthquake. And then an angel of the Lord suddenly appears with a face shining like lightning and sits on a rock. Even the guards who were there felt so afraid that they literally passed out. We would have all been afraid. I can imagine that that fear quickly turned to excitement and joy, still mixed with some fear, as they learned that Jesus' body was no longer there and that everything had happened, just as he said. As soon as they encountered Jesus, they dropped to their knees, held his feet, and worshipped him. It was such a powerful text and definitely stirred up several emotions within me. Bobby, what stood out to you? I love how he went against the tide of cultural Christianity that sees the Bible's comforting words, do not fear, as stern corrections. I've heard people say, if you fear, that's a sin and you need to repent because we're commanded not to fear. That's a, that's a strange reading of the Bible. Do not fear is a word of comfort and grace from a father who holds us close and gently wipes away our tears. But for anyone who missed the sermon or needs help remembering, let's do a quick recap. Pastor Jonah reminded us that the majority of the Bible is made up of stories and poems. Information is not enough to lead to change. We need the transformative power of a better story. The story of the resurrection begins with two people on the margins, two women named Mary. The world of the first century was so steeped in misogyny that women were not even allowed to give testimony in court. And yet Jesus first appeared to women after he rose from the grave. First, they see the angel who rolled the stone away. He looked so scary that the Roman soldiers fainted, but he told the women, don't be afraid. This wasn't a word of correction. He was reassuring them. The resurrection story tells us that our lives abound in meaning. God is up to something and we don't have to be afraid. So we can ask ourselves, what would we do if we weren't afraid? What would we do if we could see how the story of our lives is caught up in the story of God? He came as a baby, grew into a man who served the poor, the hurting, the sick, and the lonely. Then he laid down his perfect life so we could be raised up. And he is inviting us into the greatest story of all time, joining him in his work of making all things new. So when the voice in your head starts telling you how small 
and insignificant you are, you can say he is risen and that changes everything. In the kingdom of God, there are no hopeless circumstances. Sin cannot condemn us. Death cannot sway us and the grave cannot hold us. We've been invited to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. This Sunday, we conclude our finished series as we come to the end of our journey through the Gospel of Matthew. It's been a two-year journey, and it all comes to a head as we return to our normal service times of 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Join us online or in person. We'll see you then.